it's totally fine. I have a lot more stories. That you do. Yeah. <laughs> that you do. Guilty as charged <laughs> with the stories. <laughs> Hey, friends and otherwise, welcome once again to I've Got Something to Say. This is my podcast. You're here on my terms, so enjoy it or leave. It's your choice. Hey, seriously, thank you for turning in. Uh, This episode is called Mr. Skin. So I'm just going to be honest with everybody here. Ever since I was a young man, I've not been particularly happy with my skin. And... It's 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 overblown on my part. It's not like I've got uh, horrible issues with it, but um, I'm pasty. I'm just kind of Casper milk toast. And as a little kid, uh, the way that that it reared its ugly head for me was that in the summertime, when other kids were swimming at the pool, having a good time, getting all brown, I was the kid wearing that long. Um, waterlogged white t-shirt with the swim trunks. Yeah, I had to wear the t-shirt because I burned so horribly. And it'd be easy to get mad at my mom and be like, well, you shouldn't have made me wear a t-shirt. But my God, I burned like crazy. So I don't know what else she was supposed to do. Um, I burned and blistered so many times and I was so jealous. I mean, my sister could tan, my cousins could tan. I was like the one kid that had the Casper the Ghost skin tone that just didn't play well with the sun. So that was always embarrassing to me to have to be the kid with the T-shirt. And then when I got like a little bit older as a teenager, like, hey, I'm going to tan. I'm older now. My skin's my skin's leathered and I can do it. I could never do it. Every time I tried, it just turned into a pink, blistery, peeling mess. Just disgusting. And and I specifically remember one time in high school, we did this uh, car wash. I was in student council. I think it was my sophomore year, maybe junior year. Any hoosie. um, I took baby oil with me because I had heard girls talk about using baby oil when they laid out in the sun. And for whatever reason, I thought that it would protect my skin. Yeah, just a moron. So I'm out there washing cars and the tops of my feet are hurting. So I'm like, you know what I should do is put more baby oil on here. That should protect them. And I'd put more baby oil on and then they would start to burn and hurt. And it it would sound like bacon was cooking and like, oh, you know what I need is a little more baby oil. That should take care of this. My feet got so swollen I couldn't even wear flip-flops or thongs as we called them back in the day totally different meaning than now um but it just just didn't work out for me I I also had the freckles and I hated the freckles I felt like alfalfa slash howdy doody slash Opie Cunningham like uh I I didn't want the freckles I wanted you know I wanted the bronzed uh, skin, the the olive complexion, you know, something very Mediterranean and sexy. But no, I was just English and pasty and bad teeth and freckles and good God. So I dealt with that my entire life. I I become a grown up. I go to college. I graduate. I get a look at me. I've got a job. I'm 24 years old. 
I start getting these these red patchy areas on my face um, that were kind of blistering up a little bit. Could not figure out what they were, how to treat them. You know, I tried baby oil. That did nothing. Um, I use like cortisone cream. So I finally, I, I went to my doctor, not going to reveal his name because he did a horrible job with me. He's like, I don't know what it is here. Try this cream. Well, that didn't work. Come back in two weeks. My face is on fire, tomato red. He's like, well, here, try this. He gives me this a super high potency um, steroid spray. And spray it on your fingers, rub it on your face. Oh, my God, it looks great. So I'm doing that for several months. And I go back to see him again. He's like, yeah, your skin looks good. I'm like, thank you. He goes, you know, you can't keep that up for a long time. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know. You're supposed to tell me that. You're the doctor. He's like, yeah, oh, God, no, you can't keep that up. That's going to, your skin's just going to rub away. That's making your skin thinner and thinner every time you use it. Like, good Lord, doctor. So he's like, you know what you need to do is probably go to a dermatologist. Oh, really? Six months ago, I didn't need to go to a dermatologist. Thanks for putting me on this spray. So he sent me to a dermatologist. And this was an interesting life experience for me. Really good one. Um, My dermatologist was African-American. And his office was down right across the street from Harold Penner's off 63rd. So when I would go into his waiting room, it would be filled with people and I would be the only white person every time, the only white person in that office. Uh, The reason was good for me because it was the first time I was like, okay, this is what minorities feel like almost all the time. And I have totally not even considered that just taken for granted that, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm a nice guy. They should feel cool around me and my people. I mean, come on. So that, that was eye-opening to me that when you're the, the only one or one of a few around a whole bunch of people that visibly are different, it just, it just feels different. And so I think it made me a little more aware. So that was the good thing that my doctor did for me. The bad thing that he did was making my skin so thin that it almost disappeared But the doctor got me started on some stuff after doing some tests. And he's like, you know what you've got is rosacea. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, Rosacea, for those of you that don't know, typically it's a disease or a skin condition where people will look like um, stereotypical alcoholics. They'll they'll get the the red nose and the red face. W.C. Fields had it. That's why his nose got so big. that's why I look like a stereotypical alcoholic, everyone, um, is because of the rosacea. He went on to tell me that typically it's a disease uh, or a condition that, you know, middle to middle-aged to elderly women will get. But, you know, it's not entirely unheard of in 24-year-old men. So that was um, <clears throat> sobering to say the least. So he started me on some medicine. That was great. That started when I was 24. I'm now 51. I'm still on the same medicine to control the rosacea. Well, that doctor retired. So I had to find a different dermatologist to go to. So I was referred to someone um, on the east side of town, closer to where I live. And Lee Summit Dermatology happened to have uh, a dermatologist, and then he has some nurse practitioners who have specialized in dermatology, and I got assigned to one of them. And 
so I started going to her to take care of my rosacea and, and God knows whatever else skin conditions I'm going to have to deal with the rest of my life. And let's just say that my new dermatologist is hot. <laughs> she is so gorgeous. Um, beautiful blonde. She's like a fitness model where like she goes on stage in bikinis and, you know, poses and whatever else she does. So, that's always a little um, intimidating slash titillating every time I go in to see the dermatologist. And I go in and she takes care of my rosacea, whatever else. Well, uh, about two years ago, I was over at my in-law's house playing with my nieces on the floor. And I was sitting on the floor. I'm like, man, down here by my, by my tailbone or the coccyx, as a lot of people call it, there's, there's a sharp pain i don't know what it is and so i felt down the inside of my pants and there was a little bump in there and i didn't know what it was so i thought well it'll get better you know i'll put some some creams and some ointments and lotions on it and it should be fine so i did it did not get better so i was like well crap i gotta go see amber who's my dermatologist we're on a first name basis it's no big deal So I go see Amber and I'm like, Hey, I don't know what's going on. I explained the situation to her. So she has me, you know, undo my, my pants and belt and lay down on the little table in her room, you know, and kind of shuffle the pants down just a little bit slowly. And she's looking and she's like, Oh, you know what you've got is a boil. Like, Oh God, well, that's not very sexy (laughs) dealing with my, my dermatologist. And, uh, she goes, Hey, um, so what we're going to need to do, I'm going to need to give you, uh, an injection into the boil and that's going to help the swelling go down and maybe, um, you know, it'll get to the point where you can pop your boil and the core will come out. Okay. Yeah. Just another cool thing with me and my skin throughout my life. And I think she could tell I'm uncomfortable. So as she's there and I can only imagine what she's seeing, you know, the top half of my behind, probably some heat rash, um, my muffin top, a little bit of curly hair, my boil. It just can't be good. But she's so sweet. She goes, hey, I just got to tell you while I'm down here, you've got a really nice belt. I really like your belt. And let me be clear. Me and me and this belt, we've had some adventures. It's a great belt. Um So she's not lying at that point, (laughs) but it's also at the same time, just one of the most humiliating experiences of my life. And and there are a few people that um, have seen me at my lowest of lows, but I can now say that Amber, my dermatologist, is one of them. So that does it for this edition of I've Got Something to Say. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Um, if you want to hear more about humiliations from my life, this is the podcast for you. I also want to thank Paul and the good folks at KCTK Radio for making this happen. Uh, without their incredible production value and what they do, this show would not even be in your ears right now. Be sure to check out all of their quality programming, and I'll talk to you next time.